Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to the Health Simple Show. I'm your host, Kyle Reedhead, and I interview health and wellness experts from around the world to help you live healthy, happy, and stress-free. Enjoy the next show. Today, we have Max Cater with us, who is the founder and creative director of Murchison Hume, uh, which creates uh, super premium, high-quality, natural uh, housekeeping products. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, uh, check out their website. They have a lot of really cool and beautifully-looking products um, and, that are good for you and good for the environment. So um, check that out. Today, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about um, the chemical world that we live in, whether it's in our house or otherwise, and what this is doing to our body and what we can do about it to get, uh, to get over it. Um, yeah. So welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. It. Thanks. <laughs> Great to be here. Yeah. So to get started, uh, when we spoke uh, a few weeks ago now, you kind of explained your story on how you got into this industry um, and, and started uh, Murchison Hume. I'm just wondering uh, if you could share that story with, uh, with our listeners. Yeah, sure. So um, really, I was just uh, a stay-at-home mom. I had been a fashion and beauty editor for like 12 years, and I stayed home to take care of my uh, two children, two boys. And uh, my second son, Charles, was diagnosed pretty early on with um, allergic sensitivities. So he had allergies, eczema, and asthma, which is the trifecta that I gave him. That was my legacy to him, unfortunately. So every time I clean the house, uh, it would exacerbate his allergies. He'd get a little weepy eye, and he was just an infant. And I, um, of course, I tried you know every different type of thing. I got rid of all the rugs, and I, we didn't have a dog. And I was the more he was allergic, the more I was cleaning. And it took me a while to like you know sometimes it's just not intuitive. You put it together like you're cleaning, you're thinking you're cleaning, but actually that was making it worse. So uh, one day, the thing that really brought it home was I was bathing him, and he was about six months old. And I put him into a warm bath that I had just cleaned. And I was, oh, by the way, importing all this lovely product from America. (laughs) I was living in Sydney, Australia at the time. My husband's Australian. And I was paying like, you know, I'm thinking $20 a bottle to get in. I think at the time it was Mrs. Myers or Method or something that was clean. So you thought at the time this was clean and good for you? I thought it was clean. I mean, it was pink, and it smelled like pink grapefruit or rose geranium. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is wonderful stuff. You know, this is I'm doing, thinking I'm doing the right thing. Um, and I remember I took him out of the bath like this, and his whole body from the waist down where the water line was was red, like Ooh. lobster red. And I thought, oh, my God, I, you know, I felt the water. I knew it, was, wasn't, it wasn't hot. It was the chemical in the fragrance because there's a huge fragrance load. So just because something has essential oil in it or, in fact, is fragrance, it's how much fragrance and what kind of fragrance. So fragrance, you know, is like any other chemical. It's, there's good and there's bad. You know, we're not painting it all with a bad tar brush, but it's just this is cheap industrial fragrance and it's a huge load. And it smelled wonderful, but it really exacerbated. So I scooped him out of the bath, and I took him to the doctor. And the doctor said, look, I can smell it on him. I can smell this. You've used bubble bath. And then I said, no, could it be this? Because he's like, and he said, yeah, this, I can smell it when you walked into my, into my office. It's got a huge fragrance. That's probably what it is. Well, that sent me down the rabbit hole 
<laughs> so like like all mothers when you get like you think oh my god i had the mom guilt i've been cleaning and i've been making it worse and i thought you know this is terrible uh i got on the internet like any other mom and i just went down the rabbit hole and i was looking at i learned probably in the next i want to say four months more than i had ever learned at school or at university about chemicals and um VOCs, which are volatile organic compounds, and I just really got super deep into it. Uh, don't recommend that, by the way. Not a fun thing to do because you don't want to get in your head about it because it's mostly okay. But I, I really did do a deep dive, and I think that's probably what prompted my interest in household cleaning because I realized that cleaning the house, something that you think is a wholesome, good idea that's good for your health, depending on what you're using can actually make things a lot worse can actually impact your health in a negative way and that never even occurred to me before no. i just you know i just thought well it's you know it's clean it's bleach and it smells like ammonia it must be good it's yeah. nice and clean no not at all and so a lot of this stuff um you know we don't go into scaremonger i don't like to scaremonger at murchison hume we're all about like you know what it's not about what we don't have in our product it's about what it what is in our product. So we know that we make a beautiful product that is safe and beautiful smelling and beautiful to look at. And you can leave it out on the kitchen counter. And it's, that's for me, that's all I wanted. But I, I came from a place of being really horrified about what, um, what they're allowed to put into things and what we're cleaning our houses with in North America, like the kind of stuff that we're using every day that we don't even think about. And I certainly never thought about it. I just thought, you know, you, you grab the Windex, you grab the ammonia, you grab the bleach, you know, it's clean. Yeah, definitely. that is not the smell of clean. So we've been <laughs> brainwashed to think that these smells are the smell of clean, and that's just not true. So that's kind of where I came from. So uh, I came from that place where we thought, you know, once you get your head around the idea that that smell that we're used to, that mm, smells like bleach, clean towel, that is actually a chemical that you shouldn't be able to smell. That's a bad smell. Um, Clean is the absence of a bad smell. So that's what you have to remember. But once you get your head around that, you start thinking, well, if that's just a chemical, that fake pine and that fake lemon smell is chemical. It's not actually a lemon, and a pine cone was not involved in that smell at all. Yeah. No trees were involved in that. Then you start thinking, okay, well, if it's just a chemical, why does it have to smell like this? Why can't it be a you know, a good fragrance that is, and why does it have to be so much? Why can't it be a good fragrance that smells, maybe it smells like a nice candle or it smells like a not sophisticated home fragrance. Why do all cleaning products have to have garish colors, smell really loud, look really loud, and have these really harsh chemicals in them? And the answer is really they don't. So that's mm -hmm. what I learned in a nutshell. And you started in the fashion industry before you started Merchant Hume, correct? I did, yeah. And then, so once you saw what was happening to your son, um, where did you go next? Did you, is this when you started kind of making your own products? Yeah, so that led me down, of course. The next logical thing was I couldn't find anything. So I brought in, I spent like hundreds of dollars importing everything. And there's some great stuff out there. Um, and there's some not great stuff out there. And I brought it everything. And living in Australia, you're kind of far from everything. There was even some great local stuff that I was trying. Um, the problem is for me, it just being what I call a practical aesthete, I cared what it looked like. I cared what it smelled like. Some stuff was great, but it came in a big jerry can about this big and you had to like <laughs> lug it around. And I just thought, this is, can't be that hard. Like how hard can this be? Yeah. Yes, you know, I liked the stuff I had brought in from America cleaned pretty well and 
apart from the fact that it was, you know, loaded full of synthetic fragrance and super, super with a high dose, um, it was fine. But I wanted that equivalent, that beautiful smell, that cute bottle, and without the allergic reaction. And I just literally couldn't find it. So I spent hundreds of dollars and a lot, a lot of time, probably about four years researching. Wow. And before I actually, and I, I didn't intend to launch a business that, you know, that really for me wasn't the thing. I just, I needed something that I liked that ticked all my boxes and I couldn't find it. Yeah. It so came, out of it. came out of necessity, right? Correct. Yeah. I, like, yeah, totally. That, I think that's the way a lot of many good businesses are, are started, right? Just solving a problem. It could be. Yeah. yeah. So for me, you know, it had to, the, the criteria is super simple. It had to work because if it doesn't work, like I, I used a lot of stuff that I know was supernatural and it was very benign, and but it was basically like water and lavender oil and poopy dupe and nothing. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, I can make that. And then you go down the, the logical extension as well. I can get borax and vinegar and baking soda and cut a lemon. But, you know, do I want to make a salad before I clean every day? No. Nope. I mean, it's like, it's like making your own dog food, you know, like, yeah. you think, oh, I can do this. This is super easy and it's so healthy and they love it. But do you want to make your own dog food every day? No, not a lot of people have that kind of time. No, not so yeah, no, I didn't do it. So I did it for a few weeks and I thought, no, this is terrible because it doesn't last. You have to make it fresh each time. I thought, this is terrible. Um, so I, I ended up meeting a um, organic formulator online who was based in Canberra in Australia, and they said, look, I found this thing called colloidal cleaning, which is a, basically it's a compound, that there, there are things that are safe for aquatic life because they use them in the shipping industry, believe it or not. Okay. And, of course, when you have to clean and strip a ship engine, they often do it at sea. So if they put a bunch of, like, harsh detergent, it would just kill all the marine life around. So there uh -huh. are... Those kinds of products, they're, they're based on plants, they're called glucosides or colloids, and they can work, and they're beautiful. You put your hands in them. Um, when I was testing them one time, I had a big, like one of those tub truck plastic things, and I was washing a market umbrella, and my baby Charlie came out, and he was toddling, and he took off his own nappy, and he got inside. Oh, and yeah? I turned around, I was like horrified, because it was bubbles up to here, and he just sat in it, and he thought it was great. It was a bubble <laughs> bath. And I was horrified, and I picked him up, and I called poison control, and they're like, we don't even know what that is. And I called my supplier, and he's like, no, no, it's fine. He said, honestly, it's totally fine. And it was. He didn't even get his eczema, like nothing. No and rash or anything? Hot, Nothing. They said he might have a little dry skin because it, it is supposed to break down oil, but he didn't even get that. So I was like, okay, Charlie was my unwitting like laboratory test. <laughs> test no, t we don't test on animals. We only test on our own children and ourselves. So, but it, that's what really, really made me turn the corner. I thought this is good. Like this is good stuff. It was, it was based on sugarcane and it's based on what we use now, which is called a glucoside, which is basically sugarcane bashed up until it makes like a foaming uh, surfactant is what we call it. Okay. And it just works. And it works as well as any of the harsh detergent stuff that you use, that you buy at the supermarket. It's just that people don't know about it. Yeah. And people, people don't think about it. It's like one of those things, like we all use toothpaste, you know, toothpaste. I just switched toothpaste to uh, an organic fluoride-free brand. It never occurred to me, like, why is toothpaste kind of stingy and it foams, like, shouldn't foam because what you're putting in your mouth is sodium lauryl sulfate which is a foaming agent terrible i don't use that in my shampoo why am i putting it in my mouth i don't know because i never thought about it so yeah. it's this kind of stuff that we've just been 
kind of programmed to as consumers to buy because you're talking about um, big brands, big chemical houses that put out these uh, consumer branded products that when they're packaged goods that we just have seen commercials for forever since yeah, we were little. Definitely. And it never never occurs to us that this isn't maybe the only thing that you should have and, and all that other stuff is is kind of that kind of weirdo hippie stuff that's back in the corner getting dusty on a shelf <laughs> in a health food store. But that's the stuff. That's the stuff. It's getting more mainstream now. That's the stuff that actually is okay and is a healthier option. And I, I like this current trend and of uh, consumer knowledge now at the internet. Anybody can get online. You can you can look up things on the internet and see how they rate, how safe they are. Um, I feel, yeah, I just have a question for you. Sure. Uh, so I feel like a lot of people are starting to understand that we have a lot of chemicals in the products that we're using, but it seems like we just keep doing it anyway um, yeah. for multiple different reasons. Can you explain at all what these chemicals are actually doing to us? Why are they actually a bad thing or what they do inside of our body? Sure. Well, I'm not a chemist and I'm not a doctor, yeah. but, uh, but I'll have a look anyway and I'll tell you <laughs> that the, the overall impact with this chemical exposure is, is absolutely negative. It's, it definitely impacts our health. And here's a, here's a perfect example that we talk about in my industry. When you, I don't know how old you are, but when you were little, when I was little and I was going to school, to primary school, I, my favorite sandwich was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? Oh, yeah. Do you remember Loved having it. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I so do. I don't know how it is in Canada, but in, in the U.S., you cannot take a peanut butter sandwich to any public or private school because the risk of anaphylaxis and a reaction uh, is high and is so severe. So, so many more kids and people have this severe reaction. Why? What has changed? Well, it's chemical exposure. And when you think about it, I think I saw on your feed at some stage, there's um, something like most women are exposed to something like 500 chemical compounds yeah. before they even make it out the front door. That's crazy. How crazy is that? So by the time you like use your soap and shampoo and conditioner and all your makeup and your face wash and you shave your legs and you put your deodorant on, hairspray, um, you're Clean out the, the door. counter and everything else. <laughs> it's a lot. So that doesn't even start to take into account the stuff that you walk past. So your new drapes, your carpeting, your mattress, your pillow, um, the clothes that you wear that you might have washed, you might not have washed them yet because they're brand new. All of those textiles and materials have something called VOCs, which are volatile organic compounds, and they off gas. So the air quality in your house is often less healthy than just going outside, even if you're next to a freeway, because a lot of that air gets trapped inside, especially in the wintertime, like, especially in a place like Ontario yeah. or anywhere. You're closing <laughs> yeah. your windows, right? You're not yeah. letting in, you're, you're recirculating a lot of that air. Well, we're breathing that air all the time, all the time. So it's dangerous, and we don't notice it. It's like, you know, I feel like we're a little bit like we're consumers in, in developed countries, and we're sitting in... You know, like we're like the frog in the in the water, and it's getting hotter and hotter. We don't even realize that we're being cooked, yeah. because and, and I do believe going back to the peanut butter sandwich, it's that's constant. It's not the once or twice. It's not because you smoked in college or because you used to have a bad diet or you know every once in a while you have a pizza. It's it's the repeated insult, the daily daily drip of all that toxin, and your body just goes, nope, not doing it. So sometimes it's not even your body. It could be 
your offspring's body that 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 babies are born we know babies are born with with chemicals already in their body that are detectable where yeah. do they get that from from their moms so this is what we're talking about this is why we talk about overall chemical count it's serious like it, it's it's as serious as smoking or it's as, as bad for you as being sedentary it has a serious uh, measurable impact on your overall health and yeah. so that's why we're saying you know what you don't have to be weird about it like we don't say like go sit outside and knit your own shoes and live in a teepee we're not <laughs> saying that but we are saying like maybe just every time you buy something vote with your dollars like think about um, you know we would buy organic vegetables hopefully if we can afford them that's a luxury but that shouldn't be you know we shouldn't have to pay extra to get strawberries that aren't covered in pesticide yeah. and you know that type of thing so 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 we would take that you know what we purchase what we buy what we eat think about the clothes you wear um, the stuff you put on your skin what you brush your teeth with your clothing um, I always I mean we, we shop at you know the Gap or wherever Target I always make sure that my boys wash whatever they're wearing they've been trained like because because textiles do get sprayed with pesticides so that when they're shipped or sitting in storage they don't get eaten by pests so that pesticide will rub against your skin we absorb things through our skin we absolutely do but we don't think about it that way we often just think about uh, ingesting things yeah when we eat well, them but and that's what kind of everywhere. blew my mind when we first spoke is I mean I obviously know about pesticides and everything that's on food and then you know you start to learn about well what you're putting on your skin but it was the things that like on your furniture and your drapes and your clothes and all these things it's that you don't think chemical. about yeah yep. it's all Which chemical is, so do you know I know what you the, could get freaked out by it. don't get freaked out by it. I don't want everybody <laughs> to get freaked out but I basically it's it could be simple we just did a um, collaboration with a company called aware who does a little like a little alarm kind of monitor it's like an air monitor so it monitors your indoor air quality and sometimes it's as simple as opening a window mm -hmm. um, even if it's cold outside getting that blast of fresh air um, taking the, the plastic bag off your dry cleaning and letting it off gas maybe in the mudroom before you bring it into your bedroom and don't leave that film of plastic I don't do the plastic I take my own uh, garment bag but, you know some people are like whatever Max I don't want to do that yeah. you don't have to I mean you could take it as far as you want but it's it's these little it's these little decisions that we make and it's it's the everyday exposure um, that can lead to things like super allergic kids that can't eat a peanut butter sandwich because our bodies can only take so much exposure before they get hypersensitive and if you're it's you know that allergic um, response the histamine in your body is trying to protect you from what it perceives to be a, a poison or a toxin and that's yeah. why it overreacts sometimes because your body's just thrown out of whack your immune system's thrown out of whack so you know it's just it's, it could be something as simple as yeah airing out your mattress before you sleep on it or you know letting let it taking the plastic bag off your clothes or you know that type of stuff you just have to be a little bit more thoughtful about what you purchase that's it and, and and now we can be and it's not a big deal it's not super hard it's there's a healthy swap for everything from toothpaste to toilet cleaner so it's yeah. a lot easier now to make those choices now when you were um, when we spoke before you mentioned so it's not just it's not just peanut butter as well but it's it's all type of allergies like allergies that you get when you're outside is it 
Um, you know, is it any kind of allergies that we're getting here? And asthma, all that kind of stuff that all I plays cannot, a role here? I cannot confidently speak to that because, again, I'm not an allergist or a doctor, but yeah. I, I think that overall, uh, what I understand from my formulators and from people that are like endocrinologists and people that work in this field that we talk to all the time is, I mean, it's obviously something that we're, it's related to our industry. It's yeah. what they call the repeated insult. So it's not just the one-off thing. It's because we're surrounded with it and exposed to it daily. So, so much, it yeah. could be anything. It could even be something as natural as pollen. You know, once it's like a bee sting. Some people get stung once and it's okay. But if you're stung three or four times, you can suddenly be super, super, you know, the next fifth bee sting could be fatal. So it's that repeated insult. So we have to think about it's not the stuff that you do once in a while. It's the daily stuff that you have to be careful of and conscious of. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think you have to get crazy about it. I just think, you know, maybe take stock, like have a look. I, I recently just uh, took stock of my 2018 January. I was like, what do I use on my face? Because I was uh, a beauty <laughs> editor. I used to get everything. So I got every cream and mascara and whatever liquid eyeliner there is on the planet. I've had it. I've used it. And because I'm kind of cheap and I didn't want to throw it away because I thought this is really good stuff. Yeah. But some of it was like 15 years old and it was still perfect. Well, what does that tell you? Yeah, preservatives. It's got a hell <laughs> So I was like, this is wrong. This can't be right. If something is still good 15 years after you were given it and it's already like probably nine months old or a year old already, that is not something you want on your skin. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, that is, so it's that weird. Is, yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Like, yeah, now, it's like bread. <laughs> so you you had mentioned before when we were speaking about chemical count in 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 our homes. Do yes. you have numbers or idea of numbers? Have this if it's anything you've I, ever I come across? No, no, I don't do numbers. We okay. we don't talk about like this is a safe number. This is an unsafe number because there's so many different variables. It depends where you live and how you live and what your own immune system can handle. So it's okay. You know, there's no there's no like this is a safe number. I don't even think that's a measurable, quantifiable thing. Yeah, what I, really I think know. is that we we know that there's just certain things like certain ingredients that we want to avoid one of them is sls or sodium lauryl lauryl sulfates because they are a foaming agent and they're super effective like they work really well like it's a foamy detergent whatever but uh we say like what is the cost of that and they're cheap because it's totally synthetic and it cleans your clothes it's great but what happens when it goes down the drain yeah. Well, it enters the waterways and the ecosystem and it doesn't break down and it's t very highly toxic to aquatic life. So, you know, um, so you might use all that lovely foamy stuff and it's cheap and it keeps your clothes really clean. But then you find out that you're allergic to the fish that you're eating because the fish has a high rate of toxicity or mercury poisoning or whatever. It's all related. So you have to think about the lifestyle. Like, so really, how expensive is that cheap detergent? Um, maybe in, in right up front dollar value, it might be cheaper, but you look at it in terms of your overall health and the health of the, of the planet, it can be super expensive. Like when yeah. you think about like what's more important than your health, nothing, exactly. literally nothing. So yeah, you have to start thinking about it in a more holistic 360 way. Like, okay, so I've got this um, whatever and it's cheap. It's in the same way that you wouldn't buy a T-shirt if you knew it was made by small children in Sri Lanka. You wouldn't buy that T-shirt because you think that's wrong. That's expensive value. I value life more. Well, it's the same thing with your cleaning products. You have to think about the whole lifestyle. How it's all, yeah. Life. Yeah, so we say sometimes cheap is expensive. You know, yeah. like that, that cheap stuff Makes is sense. cheap for, 
Yeah. So you have to think about it what in terms of cost, total cost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the long run, in the full yes. cycle. So other yes. than SLS, we spoke about that, and that I guess is something you'd find detergent, toothpaste, probably dish soap. Anything. I was looking that around foams. my house trying to find things that would foam. Yep. Yeah. Well I was I when I started reading about it, that's why I, I hesitate to have people sort of look and because you can go down there because as soon as you go and start looking at it, it's in absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, certain things that are used together, you know, uh, bleach and ammonia, for example. When uh, those very those are very common things that people use and, and we use in, in North America to clean because they're effective cleaners on their own. Used together, they can form a chlorine gas, which is a toxic cloud that can actually kill you. It's super super dangerous. So never 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 do that. Yeah. Never use ammonia and bleach. So I'm going tilted sideways. There. Um, yeah. So it is stuff like that. You've got to, you know, it's it's just easier to underdo things. So we say, like, if you're looking under your sink, like everybody after this show, I want you to go look under your sink. Have you got like 17 different types of cleaners? Have you got a granite cleaner and a, you know, uh, a drain cleaner? And you kind of don't need all that stuff. I want you to give yourself a make under. So don't make over like get and, and don't dump it down that like maybe I don't know maybe yeah don't do that don't dump it down so maybe like be careful how you dispose of it or donate it but honestly you don't need all that stuff like we started with something called at Merchants and Hume called a classic six and it was a a little caddy I've got a caddy right here this is full of other stuff because I use it on my desk but the idea was that you could clean your house with everything in one little caddy right so it's okay. just and that sits under your sink. And that's now, it. Is this that's the cleaner starter need. kit that we did the giveaway with? This it doesn't come that in the it? caddy. The clean. Oh, okay. can you get me a clean starter kit? I'll show you. But it's basically <laughs> a smaller version of that, and it's okay. like we narrow it down. So we we think like you know I could easily make more money by doing a fruit wash and a you know a vegetable wash and and so all sorts of things. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you don't need that much. Yes, I have a stainless steel cleaner and a glass cleaner because those two things are quite different. Um, but I think mostly in, in more developed countries, we kind of overdo it. We wash our clothes too much. You know, that whole yeah. washing your clothes every time. Like, you don't have to do that. That's okay. I'm not saying go around and you know, be fragrant. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if we make something called Garment Groom, which is a kind of plant-based dry cleaning alternative. Uh, and I, we used to, uh, here's, thanks, Allie. So this is so this is literally all you need. This has four cleaning products. I'm not here to spruik my thing, but that's all you need. You so really don't need to go that far. What what are good cleaning ingredients, or what are ingredients that would be good for cleaning that you can look for, whether it's in your products or in, in others? What are kind of the main ones that someone would substitute okay, all their so, current ones with? So I'm going to reverse what I said before. Like we talk about what's not in ours. I think yeah. we talk. I sorry, we talk about what's in ours. Ours are based on glucosides and which is the sugar cane thing I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. Kind of complicated and technical, yeah. um, but, but it's a real cleaning product. What you what you don't want in a cleaning product, I'm going to go back and say, look, you don't want SLS, you don't want ammonia, you don't want bleach, you don't want phthalates, which are um, can be hormone disruptors. You don't want formaldehyde. You don't want um, basically if it looks creepy and hard to pronounce, then yeah, you probably don't yeah. want it. And you also <laughs> have to be careful of how it lists in order what you've got on that label. So for example. We do use a synthetic fragrance in, in our product because we know it's safe. It's, it doesn't have 
those three things. We know it's a high quality fragrance. So we use a fragrance that you could use on, we buy a fragrance from a fragrance house that is cosmetic grade and we use that same fragrance in hand soap and hand cream as we do in toilet cleaner. And that's why our stuff's a little bit more expensive. Um, but there's a lot of cheap fragrances like wine, you know, like, or juice. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's fresh squeezed orange juice, which is expensive. And then there's Fanta. Sorry, Fanta, but you know what I mean? Like there's that powdered orange stuff, which is, yeah. it's yellow or it's orange and it's wet. And it tastes like an orange, but it has nothing to do with juice. So just be careful where, how is it listed on the label? So ours is, we use a fragrance level at 0.5%. That's very low. And we use, we have to use a preservative because it's a water-based product. You need a preservative, otherwise you're gonna get all sorts of weird stuff growing in there because it's water. Um, yeah. And it's, again, I think it's 0.2% we use in solution. So our stuff is pretty sophisticated. Um, you don't need super strong chemicals. So if there's a, like a, if there's a lot of warnings, that's a red flag for you. You can make your own products. It's, it's, not, it's not hard. It's just, for me, it was labor intensive and I don't like doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now but, on the um, labels, is it in order of the, the, the most prominent the, ingredient yes, to the lowest? Yes, so most yeah. everything that's a cleaning product, if it sprays, is gonna be water and then blah, 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 blah. So going okay. back to essential oils, people say, oh, can't I just use essential oils? Why don't you guys just use essential oils? And we do in some of our products where it makes sense. Um, but essential oil in a water-based product, what did we learn in high school in, in chemistry? Remember, do, what happens with oil and water? Separates. They don't mix. <laughs> so when you see a product that says it's been made with essential oils um, and it's not separated in that bottle, what there is something called a solubilizer. What you're actually mm. buying is not cleaning product. You're buying water and probably 40% solubilizer. And that's a chemical compound that makes those two things mix. And so that does nothing to help you clean. It's just for the sake of marketing to say we use essential as well, great. But what I'm really, am I cleaning with solubilizer? Not really. So that's why I say lavender water and poopy doop. Mm, you know, so we, we have resisted. We'd, we would believe me if I could use natural essential oils in mine only in my yeah. cleaning products and make it clean because our base is robust. Its whole job is to break down oil. And if you have something that breaks down oil and you try and send it with oil, no bueno, it's not gonna work. <laughs> yes, so no bueno. that's not a cleaning product, that's just a nice marketing, that's a nice label. So we say okay. more than just a nice label. Nice to have, but you know, if you really wanna clean, then no. So do you recommend no bleach at all? Don't ever use bleach or Look, small I'm amounts not okay? bleach shame anybody. I, th I like to have bleach, so I have bleach in my house, but yeah. I try to minimize it. Um, I also don't buy white towels anymore because the, there's nothing sadder than a really dingy, you know, like sad white towel that needs a bit of bleach. If you want to use a little bit of bleach, use some bleach. Just think about like when you do use that towel, I used to use bleached washcloths, you know, like the washcloths on your face. And yeah. I would put a lot of bleach because there's makeup and stuff comes off. And then I was thinking, oh my God, when I'm putting that hot washcloth on my face, it smells like bleach. So I'm inhaling bleach and I'm putting mm. bleach into my pores, which are opening up because it's hot. It's hot water, yeah. And I'm putting, I'm putting a bleach soaked piece of fabric on my face. That's not a good idea. And I did it for years and I thought, oh my God, this is crazy. So I stopped doing that. I just used like, you know, organic brown washcloths just for that purpose. But you know, that's, you gotta do 
whatever you got to do. You got to, yeah. if, if you really like white shirts and you need them, then you need them, but just try and do an extra rinse maybe, or don't use it as often. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not everything has to be gleaming white. There's some other <laughs> things like borax that work really well. Okay. Um, it's a skin irritant, but you can rinse it. So there's workarounds. Like there's workarounds for everything now. Yeah. So it's not that hard, I swear. I know it sounds crazy hard, but it's not. Well, the one thing, when you said towels you. And, and drapes and furniture that has, was it VOCs, I think you said that's on it? Uh, uh, yes. Or, or is it like so, pesticide type things well, that bugs are getting depends. on? It? it depends. I don't personally make uh, drapes, but what I've read and what I've been told is, oh, somebody wants a mama dantas. What about white towels? Sorry. Oh, did I freeze? Yeah. Did I freeze? It, it froze for a little bit, yeah. Okay, so white towels. So, yeah, white towels. I like white towels. Just what I was saying is just try not to use a lot of them and do an extra rinse if you really want. And try borax. That's my top, top that tip if you one. want white towels. Or you just, <laughs> I use Turkish towels now, which are lovely, and they take half the time to dry. Perfect. You know, you I go. got over white towels. You don't need a white towel. <laughs> not at all. But yeah. so are, are there organic like, are there towels that don't come with or furniture that doesn't come with these chemicals on yeah, it? Yeah, you can. There's some great companies. There's a company out here called Cisco Home that does beautiful stuff. It's, it's, some of it's more expensive. Yeah. Um, the, other thing I would, the other thing I would say is buy secondhand furniture. If you don't have a huge budget, like, I love secondhand furniture, and you can find some great stuff. And the beauty of secondhand furniture is not only is it less expensive, but any off-gassing kind of already happened. It's already gone. A while ago, it's okay. already gone. That's so, a good point. You know, if you find something out in a garage sale or an estate sale or whatever, it's older. The older it is, probably the safer it is. So, like, whatever that – it's that new stuff. It's like that new foam, like those dreadful foam pillows and the foam mattresses and that stuff that you can smell. Like, you can smell it. The new car smell? Okay. That new car smell, that is yeah. chemical, total chemical. It's not a good smell. You used to love uh, that smell. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's like bleach. You think, oh, my God, pine salt smells clean. No, run. Open a window. <laughs> so absolutely. let me ask you something. It seems, I mean, obviously there are chemicals absolutely everywhere. How did we get ourselves in this mess? What, like, what did we do? Because <laughs> yeah, 30, well, 40 that, years ago, this probably wasn't a thing. I don't know, maybe even longer than that. But. Okay, so the sad answer to that is it's money, like everything else. It comes back to synthetics being widely available they're inexpensive and they're effective so like mm -hmm. i said before like these chemicals they're they're made to perform that specific task so bleach is there to whiten detergents there to strip down oil um but i guess a good comparison is like in the old days you know we had chem like factories and refineries and they would chug out tons of smoke into the atmosphere but they were making great stuff in there. It was the Industrial Revolution. But what they yes. didn't think about is what's the cost outside? Like what's the, again, we go back to the 360 degree, the holistic cost. Like so what they were doing in Victorian England was ruining and putting soot out into the atmosphere to the point where you couldn't, you could barely see because it was so foggy. Mm -hmm. um, it's like that in China now. Right. Yes. Oh, it's insane. You, you can't. You can't. So they're they're learning really quickly the cost of all that economic growth and all that manufacturing is that they've been putting out tons of toxins and tons of chemicals into the atmosphere, and the cost is environmental hazard. So, and then you have people that can't live there. You get kids that are getting asthma and and you know young people with cancers that they shouldn't have. So. Yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's, I think, how, that's my opinion. That's, I think, how we got there. I think we, we thought about, we only thought about this, like performing the task at hand. 
we didn't think about this, the life cycle of this test. It's like um, toothbrushes. That's my favorite one at the moment, toothbrushes. I, I didn't realize toothbrush, plastic toothbrush. Everybody buys plastic toothbrush. You get a pack of six, CVS, perfect. Yeah. Nope. You know how long it takes a toothbrush to biodegrade on the planet? Guess. Oh. It takes almost 1,000 years. Holy one, one toothbrush. They're not recycled, the majority of them. And so when it goes into landfill, it just stays there for a millennium. Seriously. Wow. Like, so and think about all the toothbrushes, all the toothbrushes every day, every day, every day. So there's um, a fantastic Instagram person, and I can't remember her name. I'll post it after, um, okay. who does this great post about things that she finds on the beach. So toothbrushes, plastic toothbrushes are one of the most polluting things you can buy. Plastic wow. straws. Plastic straws. Straws are awful. So plastic straws, we don't think about plastic straws. Like, you know, you get a drink, you get a straw. You get a drink, you get a straw. You don't, may or may not use a straw. You throw the straw away. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Um, what was it? We said like half a billion straws every day in wow. America. In America, wow. we use and throw away half a billion straws every single day. That That's crazy. Is How crazy is that? Crazy. I mean, when I heard that, I was like, plastic straw. And, of course, I bought the stainless steel straws for smoothies because I thought, oh, I'm so good about the stainless steel straw. But when I'm out, I don't think about it. Like, they hand me a straw, I take a straw. Yeah. Just like everybody else. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you take a straw? Yeah. No, now I say, please don't give me a straw because you, you crack open that single, that single use. It's, so it's the stuff like the plastic bags in California. They outlawed plastic bags in, like, 2012. Yeah. You yeah. get charged a dime. Um, you know, you still forget them every once in a while, but mostly people bring their bags. We can train ourselves. It's like just what we got used to. We got used to mindlessly being a disposable society where we crack open the plastic straw, throw away the paper, and use that straw to throw it away, right? Yeah. Well, it's, so, and it's, it's, it's exactly kind of where you're going is that it's, it's in the consumer's hands. If, yeah, if we choose right. to buy organic products or natural products or yep. you know, products that are good for us and good for the environment, and we drive demand that way, well, that's what the companies are going to start it's making for us, right? It's all down to economics, of course, of yeah. course. If it's not economically you know, lucrative for people to ha be handed a straw, then they're not going to hand you a straw. Like, you know, yeah. at Starbucks, that little plastic thing that goes into your cup when you're yeah. driving and they hand yeah. you, I just say, don't hand me the plastic thing. Don't want it. You're just <laughs> making me think of so I'm many like, things. I know, but... <laughs> right? But I, oh, I don't want to make everybody crazy. But the thing is, it's this little stuff that we go through and we consume, we consume, we consume every single day. So, yeah. Yeah. Think and I mean, you it. don't want to fear monger, but at the same time, I feel that you want to educate because, you know, if you don't know about it, then you're not able to make those daily decisions to That's say right. no to the straw or say no to the, you know, the thing that goes in your Starbucks cup. But, you know, when you are able to learn that, and a lot of that's going to be through fear mongering, you can now make a better decision. So it definitely makes an impression. Let's put it that way. Like when I yeah. saw this Instagram post with all, you know, like the stats about plastic bags and plastic toothbrushes, you know, a thousand years. I mean, I thought maybe it was like maybe like seventeen months. Or yeah, yeah. Like, nope. That's no. crazy. So that, when you think about that compounded daily by all the countries in the world, right, and all the plastic bottles and all the plastic bags and all the plastic packaging and everything, 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 it, I mean, you start to wonder how we've even managed to stay alive and that the sky is still blue. Like, it's a miracle that yeah. we, can, we still have fresh air and, and pristine water because we have just chucked so much chemical and so much garbage into the atmosphere. It's kind of terrifying. 
So yeah. as much as we don't like fear mongering and everything, we just say, you know what, let's not monger, let's be mindful. Let's just be yeah. mindful okay. about what we're purchasing. And absolutely, you're right, Kyle. You, you, you vote with your feet and you say, and your, and your money. Like you say, every time you buy something, you're making a vote. You know, you're yeah. saying, yes, I'm okay with this plastic cup or yes, I know. And you know, you're gonna forget your bags in the car. You're going yeah. to take the straw and forget about it. That's fine. Like no, no one's, we're not gonna get judgy about it, but it's just after a while, it does. It's amazing how quickly you can get used to something mm -hmm. and how quickly you can break that habit. So it's like, you know what? When you're at the store and you think, okay, I need to have um, dish soap or whatever. Before you reach for that cheap dish soap, think about the full life cycle and the real cost of that cheap dish yeah. soap. Because, yeah, yeah it's, it's more than what you could possibly imagine. <laughs> so last question I have yeah. for you, talking about all this and reminding us of all these different things that, that have chemicals or that may be harmful, for somebody who's listening who's just kind of being aware of this, where do you start? What is the first thing that you should start to do? Uh, you know what? I, I like to say I started with the internet like everybody else. There are mm -hmm. super great websites and blogs and, and you just can, you can basically educate yourself online, at the supermarket, at the store, where every time you buy something, take a half a second and turn that label around and look what's in what you're buying. Um, think about everything you have, all the plastic, all the stuff, like get, get yourself some canvas tote bags like honestly they're not expensive mm -hmm. put them in the back of your car um think about opening a window or putting a sweater on rather than putting the air conditioning or the heating on you know like um your great grandfather wouldn't have gone oh my god it's you know it's 72 degrees <laughs> i better put the better put the air on you know he would open a window yeah. right or your grandmother would say oh my god it's cold put another log on the fire you know it's we're just so trained to live in this kind of artificial biosphere. So I guess the first step is just to be mindful and think, do I actually need that straw? Do I actually need to put the air on? Do I really need incandescent light bulbs or are these LEDs okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just little choices every day. And we just did a big thing for Earth Day on our blog. You can just like, you can just look and see like, we did like eight easy things, like eight easy things. Like people say like, just do one thing. I think we could do better than that. I think we do eight things. Do eight things, yeah. start, start now. And you know what, give yourself credit for it because you're thinking about things. Just if people think about it is, is the first step. Like if you're thinking about your purchases, you're thinking about what you consume and what you eat and what you put on your skin and how you clean your house, that's already like miles ahead. Um, from where we were like 20 years ago. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, cr congratulate yourself because you're being mindful and that's, that's an easy place to start. Yeah, and be curious, right? When you are looking totally. at stuff, if you don't know what it is, do you have a phone that you can just literally, you can speak totally. into it, you don't even have to type into it, you can just yeah, speak, right. hey Siri, what is we this? We have such power now as consumers to really get the whole story. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, and also be careful because there's things like people will say, for example, um, palm oil, palm oil, palm oil is terrible, it's terrible. Actually, there is sustainably harvested palm oil. Palm oil is a great ingredient. It's a natural vegetable oil. It's better than plastics. They use it and it biodegrades. But the reason why people don't like palm oil, because the way it's harvested in Indonesia, and I know because yeah. I used to live in Singapore, they burn down the rainforest. But there's a lot of villagers whose whole lifestyle depends on the harvesting of palm. 
So you can now get, we're learning because we went like full cycle. First it was palm everything. And then it was don't do any palm, palm, palm bad. <laughs> and now we're like, okay, so, we don't use any yet, but you know, we're looking for a good sustainable harvest resource because you can get sustainably harvested palm because it's a great ingredient. So you have to get the whole story. A little bit of knowledge can sometimes turn you in the wrong direction. Yeah, so make sure yeah. you understand everything that you're reading and, be careful of your sources, but yeah, just be curious and be mindful. And that's a great place to start. Yeah, definitely. We have a question here. What about baby yeah. nappies and women's personal products? Yes, I do get asked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So, so baby nappies, what is better? This is the great, great debate. Is it better to get that diaper service and wash those cloth nappies? Uh, which then require a lot of energy to bleach and wash because that's what they do. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, versus disposables. Look, I use disposables personally with both of my boys because I just wasn't into, I was in Singapore for the first one and then in Sydney for the second one. And there wasn't a, a reliable service that I knew of that I could go to for a diaper service. And also you have to do what works for you. I'm not going to judge anyone for using disposable nappies because I used them. Um, but I think now do a little bit of research. I haven't, I'm not up on it. My kids are shaving and driving. So happily <laughs> a little yeah. past that stage. But I think there are now eco-friendly diaper services or, or nappy services that you can, that you can use. And yeah, it's a little bit harder. And there's stuff that you can put inside so that it doesn't come in contact with the skin. The best thing for that, I do, I do happen to know because of the beauty side is always use a barrier cream on babies, whether using disposables or not, barrier cream is the most important thing because babies do sit on urine-soaked nappies and that's a really bad irritant. And so are those wipes. Those wipes are terrible. Oh my God, mm. substrates. Those wipes that we're using now, that's just more stuff. Like don't use the wipes. I know it's hard not to when you have a baby, I forgive you, but like people, grown-ups are using wipes. Um, we're actually playing with an idea for a product to that will eliminate the use of wipes that we oh hope. that would be awesome yeah because wipes we get it we get why people use baby wipes i understand yeah. um and unless you have a bidet which a lot of people don't uh yeah not wipes great um but there's just an, that's just another thing that we're making it's it's what we call a substrate it's a piece of fabric or paper that you have to you know use energy to make and create and then you throw it and it's terrible down your drains as it clogs everything we're not allowed to use them at the farm my husband's parents have a farm in australia we're not, absolutely not allowed to use them you get <laughs> big trouble <laughs> baby wipe it's like the worst thing you could do so, so yeah that was great by the way thank you and if anyone if we can't find this you talk about a diaper company that has, you know, good ones or health ones, like natural ones. If there isn't one, someone in here, start that company, please. Yeah, someone start that one. The yeah. diaper genie that goes somewhere, like you can yeah. put it into something valuable besides <laughs> landfill. And yeah. for women's personal products, they do make organic versions now, mm. um, which is great. And they're probably, they are a little bit more expensive. But I, I, if, you know, if I had known back then, if they had them back in my day, then yes, that's the option I would do because it's, a, you know, it's an intimate thing yeah, so you need yeah. to get the best you can yeah. if you can afford it and and what we need is is people like you who find an issue and find a problem or something and they go and they just make a solution for it right get out um, there yeah so, if you have a problem somebody else probably has the same problem so yeah, that's yeah, kind of exactly. yeah that's so that's other than the cleaning start. products that you guys have do you want to share some of the other products that you can find at Merchison Hume 
So we, yes, we just launched something called Bath Shop. So, you know, talking about earlier my January decision to look at all my beauty products and what I use on my skin, because, you know, I kind of cleaned up my pantry and my, and my, what I buy. And then I thought, well, I'm kind of putting the same old stuff on from, you know, that I've been using forever. And some of it has some sketchy chemicals in it. So I've now slowly, slowly working my way through my beauty drawer because I am too cheap to throw it all away. Um, but I am making healthy swaps. And there's healthy swaps up there for everything. And again, some of them are more expensive. Some of them are less expensive. So we started something called Bash Shop where we could get anything from like, you know, um, instead of that weirdo nylon scrunchy sponge that you throw it away, it never yeah. biodegrades or God knows. We use a natural sea sponge. They're so nice. They're super okay. nice. They're a little cool. bit more, but they last forever. So stuff like that, it's more durable, it's beautiful, looks good in your shower, and it works. Um, we do like some really beautiful stuff, mostly from Australia. We do some American products, but they're mostly Australian natural beauty products. And we're super excited about it. It's become like a big thing on our site. Like women are loving it, our customers love it. So you can get your boys' bathroom cleaner and you can get a beautiful organic bath soap or an organic shampoo and conditioner that works beautifully well and it doesn't have any of the weirdo chemicals that some of the stuff at the supermarket has you yeah. know they're more expensive <laughs> but often you don't have to use as much and so it's kind of like a trade-off so it makes you feel good you feel like you're doing the right thing for your body and you know all that yeah it's just a awesome. better choice it is for sure well thank you for sharing all this we're going to announce the uh the giveaway in a second here Awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing kind of your story and, sure. and the story of Murchison Hume. So uh, we, we, we really appreciate that. And I think it was very educational and informative, which I think is what we need. We need to learn this kind of stuff. So We all can. Yeah, exactly. Don't take it as fear-mongering if you're listening. Take it as, as educational. And, it's and just educational. Do. It's all good stuff. And you'll get there. We'll get there. We'll all get there. Don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. Get there. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so... Um, the name, and I don't know if they're in here right now. I did see them in actually at the beginning, but I don't know if they're still in here. Uh, okay. But the winner is Alejandro J at Alejandro J. Uh, Alejandro, so, yay! Alejandro J. We can uh, they can DM me or should they DM you? I guess. Yeah, just send us they your address, Alejandro. We'll get you okay. a clean starter kit. You can start when you get it. The minute you start, you just go under your sink right now and get rid of all that chemical yes. craziness. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna clean awesome. it up for you. <laughs> okay. So, Perfect. so yeah, give them a DM and, uh, and then get them, uh, their address and then you should be all set. But, uh, thank you for, for donating that and, and doing that contest. Sure. Uh, you know, I think absolutely. our, our, our followers at health simple absolutely love these kind of things. It's fun for them and gives them a chance to try out some new, uh, you know, yep. products that, that are, uh, high quality. So absolutely. we appreciate it. It's a pleasure. But, yeah. Thanks again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And, sure. uh, you know, all the best. Thanks. Thanks, Kyle. Okay. Yeah. Have a good night. All right. You too. Take care. Bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Simple Show. More importantly, I hope you learned something from it. If you did, leave me a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me.